Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and celebrating next with me is Tracy Dion. Thank you, Tracy, for joining me. I, of course, know exactly who you are, but for our listener, listeners or readers who don't know, tell us a little bit about yourself. First, thank you so much, Dr. Becker, for this great opportunity mm -hmm. to be here with you and to talk to so many can owners. My name is Tracy Dion. I'm 52, a veteran, a grandmother of two lovely little granddaughters, and like probably everybody watching, I've adored cats all my life. When I was a young adult, I worked heavily in rescue with all kinds of pets, cats, dogs, birds, reptiles, rabbits. It really didn't matter. But about two decades ago, I narrowed my focus to just cats. And in 2007, I began helping owners who had behavior and nutrition questions on online forums. In 2011, I founded the educational website, catcentric.org, and shortly thereafter, the Catcentric Facebook group, which now hosts over 11,000 members. I write for a variety of magazines and spend several hours a week helping cat owners and it's one of the most satisfying parts of my life. So wonderful, Tracy. And I that's that is how, of course, I met you. We met virtually because you yes. are that beautiful soul that when people first hear something and they're, you know, they're overwhelmed or they're up to that edge and they feel like, you know what, I'm a terrible cat owner, I can't do this, or I feel overwhelmed or afraid, you are regularly you jump in there. And you just, just do such a beautiful job of step-by-step -step coaching people through those those tough spots. So the services you are providing both via your website and uh, on social media are really invaluable. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. <laughs> so so one of the one of the questions I had for Tracy, um, I, I emailed her and I said, Tracy, I'm doing Cat Week. Um, and my thought was, uh, what is a topic that's near and dear to all of my uh, guests Hearts, what's a topic that you'd want to cover? And when I emailed you, uh, you actually had a pretty quick response. What is the topic you think would most benefit pet owners to discuss today? I'm going to talk about one of my absolute favorite topics, and that's feline nutrition, specifically feeding a fresh diet. Proper nutrition is the foundation of health, and it affects every aspect of a cat's life, even behavior. Feeding a balanced, fresh food diet is one of the most critical and beneficial choices we will ever make for our cats. Uh, there are several ways that we can source and feed fresh, and each has its own drawbacks and benefits. The most convenient is probably just purchasing commercial raw food. Uh, there are quite a few on the market today. Rad Cat is my favorite, and more are becoming available all the time. Uh, I just ask that everybody pay attention to the ingredients. You don't want fruits and vegetables to be a large percentage of the product. And sometimes with commercial products, that does happen. Uh, commercial is easy to source and feed, but it can be a bit pricey. It's easy in part because it's a completely ground product, and you can make your own ground product meals at home using one of the few tried and tested recipes. I also recommend yours, Dr. Becker, from your book, Real Food for Healthy Dogs and Cats. Nice. <laughs> nice. Look, a little plug there. You can, you, can, you can see I have all my little all my little pages Tabs. marked. Yeah, which is good. Which is good. Yep. And and I also and Tracy, do you do you recommend? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so, so go give us some ideas about what, out of your list of recommendations. Where does one start within that list? Because it can be overwhelming. Uh, start easy. Start small. Um, the, the, most people um, start just, they're making raw food for themselves or making the chicken dinner or something, and they just give their cats a piece of the meat. And really, it, it doesn't have to be long drawn out. It doesn't have to be a stressful thing. Uh, just start small. Yep. You know, just start like that. And what if you get the question I always get? which well, actually the, the top questions I get are, well, my cat doesn't like it. What do you do? What do you do when people say my cat, my cat's not interested in switching her diet? 
all cats can be transitioned, at least in my experience, all cats can be transitioned to a healthier diet. Some of them just take longer than others. Some of them just need a different approach. Um, and there's all kinds of uh, different tips and tricks you can use. Um, on my website, I have a, an article that has a really comprehensive list of every tip and trick I've ever heard of. But my favorite is, is a really low stress, easy method. Just take a pea-sized bit of whatever it is that you want to feed. It can be PMR, it can be whole prey, it can be the ground, and put it on your cat's plate next to his regular food, and, and then walk away. If he eats it, great. If he doesn't, that's okay too. Just throw it away. And just keep doing this every meal, every single day. And what you're basically doing is you're helping your cat understand that that strange-looking, smelling little bit is actually food. And eventually, the cat will try it. Hmm. And then you just put down a couple of pieces and then you put down three pieces and then you slowly reduce the commercial product and increase the raw product until he's eating raw. And Tracy, do you advocate, let's say that this concept of breeding fresh foods is brand new. Do you, do you first suggest people try and wean on to canned food or no? You just tell people try raw right off the bat. The very first thing I tell them to do is to get their cats off of kibble uh, and off of free feeding. Uh, uh, free feeding is an unhealthy practice to begin with. And if a cat has food available all the time, it doesn't have a whole lot of incentive to to um, to try anything new. Um, so I recommend getting them uh, onto time meals, three a day, uh, at least four a day if you can manage it. That's the very first step. And then the second step, it, they have to they have to research all of the different ways to feed raw. There's the commercial ground, there's homemade ground, um, and one another recipe you can try besides the uh, what's in this book here is is uh, online. Dr. Lisa Pearson's catinfo.org has a great ground recipe, um, and you can also try the prey model raw type of diet. You can even do whole prey. Pick which one fits your lifestyle and your resources and then try to transition the cat to that. Mm -hmm. Only if that doesn't work, then take a step back and, and maybe transition them from kibble to canned or kibble to ground and then to PMR or whole prey or whatever your eventual diet is. So, so back up and tell listeners and readers how you discovered fresh feeding for cats. I mean, it, it typically goes down either one of two ways. Either you had a cat that was sick or had a health crisis or you had a sick that got, you had a kitty that got sick and or died, and you're like, you know what, I'm not doing that again. But usually it's from heartache, some way, shape, or form. And, and, and that's the saddest thing that is the most heartbreaking statistic, but it is, you're absolutely right, and it happened to me. Back in 2006, I pulled a litter of feral kittens off the streets. All four of them were sickened in the 2007 pet food poisoning, and one of them actually died. I'd already done some research at the time and uh, on processed cat food products and taken my cats off of kibble. So they were only eating canned, but after Ollie died, uh, and, and I really started digging into it. I really started getting, trying to get familiar with what uh, the, the regulations around it, or more accurately, the lack thereof, uh, the pet food industry's processing methods and ingredients. Yeah. Well, and that is a heartbreaking reality or eye-opening experience to the pet food industry is when you have a pet become sick, mm -hmm. ill, or die. It's devastating. But it also, the trust is gone, but the this overwhelming feeling <laughs> of what do I do now is very apparent. So, yes. you know, a lot of people, in addition to coping with a very ill cat, they're in the process of saying, okay, well, I, I saw what I did wrong to create this. What do I do to get out of it? And that can be incredibly overwhelming. So what about cooked food? Some people say, does it have to be raw? What about cooking food? Uh, cooking does destroy some of the nutrition in the product, uh, but there are supplements out there that you can add back in. 
the more you cook it, the more you process it in, in any way, the, the more nutrition gets uh, damaged, the more you have to supplement, the further away from fresh you get. But it's a great way to make a transition. So you can start by lightly, lightly searing like kidney or liver. If the cat's like, oh, I'm not touching that, you can lightly sear the outside of it and that may help them to, 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 to start eating it. Yeah. And then, you know, as time goes by, just cook it less and less. Yeah, and, and that's a great strategy. What about people that say, you know what, I can, I can get my brain around a ground product. I can't get my cat interested in eating bony foods. What's your thought on, you know, because in fact, I had a kitty that took forever to eat, to want to actually crunch up bone. It just took him, he was just grossed out by it. He eventually did it, but it took him a good year. Do you have many people coming to you and saying, hey, my cat's not interested in crunching anything? Uh, it, I do have a lot of people saying this. Uh, sometimes I think it's the owner who's a little bit more scared than, the, than it is the cat, uh, but it, cats can be transitioned onto bone. You just have to start very slowly and you really you have to use the appropriate size bone. I, I see a lot of people trying to feed their cats uh, chicken thighs, the bones out of chicken thighs or the, the third joint of a chicken wing or something like that. That's too thick. A lot of chicken necks even. It's just too thick to be asking our cats to eat. You take a look at their uh, their natural prey. We're talking mice, uh, rats, birds. Those are really tiny, easily uh, to break bones. I mean, you can break them in your bare hands. That's how tiny they are. And so I, uh, the first step, of course, is to make sure you're not trying to give the cat something he shouldn't be eating in the first place. Yeah. Make it nice and small. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant advice. Really good advice. We're not trying to, you know, we're not going to offer femur bones, which a lot of people do for their dogs. But I've had that happen. <laughs> people offer those to their kitties. And it's like, this is not an appropriate size bone for your cat. So that happens. <laughs> Yes, and even some cats can do it, but it's just not right to ask exactly. them to do it. That's exactly right. If you can't break it with your bare home, bare hands, don't feed it to cats. Yeah, that, that's actually a great, a really great suggestion. So, Tracy, there's a lot of different types of fresh feeding, and there's a lot of different theories out there, and it, that can be overwhelming. Uh, cover, cover some of the basic types of people are going to dive in and learn more about fresh feeding. What are some of the ways or types of feeding that they're going to encounter, and what does it mean? Okay, so we already covered commercial, which is typically a ground product. Commercial is easy to source and feed, but it can be a bit pricey. It's easy in part because it's a completely ground product. Oh, and I mentioned this already. And you can make your own ground meals at home using one of the few tried and tested recipes. I often recommend yours, Dr. Becker, from your book, Real Food for Healthy Cats and Dogs. Thank you. As well as Dr. Lisa Pearson's recipe from her website, catinfo.org. You want to be careful if you're going to use uh, uh, an online recipe that it is a tried and tested one and comes from a, 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 a resource that you can trust. Mm -hmm. uh, the benefit to sourcing and grinding the ingredients yourself is twofold. You can save on cost over the commercial ground and because you're buying the ingredients yourself, you can control the quality of the foods your cats are eating as well as tweak it if your cat has an allergy or a sensitivity to one protein or another or uh, has an issue if he has um, advanced kidney disease and he needs his phosphorus levels adjusted a bit. The next fresh food option is PMR, Prey Model Raw. Using this method, you can purchase muscle meats, organs, and bone-in meats like chicken ribs and feed them on a schedule so at the end of a given time period, which is typically a week, your cat will have eaten 83% muscle meat, 7% bone, and 10% organ with half of that being liver. This guideline, 83.710, is modeled up to the average percentages in the cat's natural diet of small rodents and birds and differs from the canine guideline in that it requires a slightly lower bone, bone content. 
PMR is definitely the least expensive raw feeding option. It's also the most time-consuming. You have to cut up the meals and portion sizes, and you have to ensure your cats eat everything offered to maintain the proper nutrient balance. If they stop eating the bone-in meals or they start refusing the organs, you have to make you have to either entice them to eat that, or you have to switch over to whole prey or a ground diet or some, or even back to canned. You, you want to make sure that they're getting the proper balanced diet. Uh, the final fresh food option is simply feeding whole price, such as mice, rats, quail, etc. I know this one's a little difficult for, for people, but it is uh, it is by far the easiest option. Mm -hmm. And it's how I feed my cats today. You do want to just buy the frozen prey in, in portion sizes, thaw it, and serve. There's no prepping, there's no packing, and best of all, there's no waste. It's mm -hmm. my favorite way to feed a cat. Well, and it's you bring up a great point. And I call those, I call those feeders hardcore hardcore raw feeders because, and I have a lot of them in my practice, they, they typically become farmers of small mammals. They're, they're farming mice, voles, moles, small rabbits. They're growing prey food for their cats. Um, and that is hands down. That's how you know for sure exactly what your cats are eating. Like you said, it makes it very, very easy. That takes, yes. in my opinion, that takes an extra commitment um, to be able to do that, to, to make the mental and sometimes physical leap, depending on how much space you have. But that is yes. the way that, of course, cats evolve to eat. So if you can make that leap, you're 100% great in doing it. The one thing I will tell you, Parasites are located in the GI tracts of prey. So, uh, and, and my kitties, uh, also will go outside and, uh, and find mice inside my house too, but they'll go outside and find mice. All of these, uh, consumption of GI tracts means the potential for non-life threatening parasites are there. It's not a big deal, but once or twice a year, if your cat is consuming anything with, uh, with a GI tract in it, you want to make sure you're checking a poo sample to make sure that there's no parasites being passed, passed up the food chain. If you're buying whole prey, most farmed whole prey have been um, checked to make sure that they're parasite free. If you're, yes. yeah, if you're hunting, if you are hunting, if you're out, you know, if you're hunting baby rabbits for your cats, those wild animals all contain parasites and you'd want to make sure that you are doing your due diligence, due diligence yes. in, in removing GI tracts. So that's my yes. spiel on parasites. But I love that. So are you ordering, you order whole prey from a variety of different producers? Or are you growing it yourself? I do. Okay. Okay. I don't have the time. Good. My focus is is on helping people. Yeah. So time is my my most uh, is my tightest resource. Yeah. I have no time to be raising uh, yeah, mice, mice or rats or, or or out there hunting them. So no, I order it yeah. and yeah. it comes to me in a great big box box. And I have a, a chest freezer that's dedicated just for the cats, and I just drop it right there. Yeah. When I need the food, I I put it in uh, warm water and thaw it out, and then put it on their plates. One, two, three, four, five, six. And I'm done. And are there any parts, Tracy, that, that certain kitties don't want to eat? So in my house, my kitties will not eat tails, tails. <laughs> They're out on tails. I have one or two cats that will sometimes leave the tail behind, but I have two other cats that are scavengers and they check everybody. Oh. I, I feed mine in cages so that they don't drag the food around the house. And when I release everybody, the scavengers will go and check all the cages. So no, there's never anything behind. <laughs> but I bet some kid, some kitties get two tails a meal. I bet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And, and quail, I actually uh, started cut, snipping the wings off of the quail because it, there's just so much feather on the wings that a lot of times they'll leave the wings or they'll leave a ton of feathers in the cage. And then I've got all that cleanup. So I just snip the wings off. Yeah. One thing I will just mention too, if you are doing, if you're, if the thought of this is overwhelming to you, one thing I will mention is that more and more feline behaviorists, Tracy, veterinary behaviorists 
are advocating whole food, not because of sound nutrition, but because it's such an emotionally, mentally enjoyable experience. If you have a cat that is neurotic, depressed, sad, bipolar, passive aggressive issues, all of those things can be improved by, by, by really fun feeding time, which involves offering them whole prey that they would be able to do what they would do in the wild, which is eat it how they want and in a format that's very, very natural to them. Did you, how long did it take for your kitties to wean onto whole prey? That took a little bit of time. A couple of them picked up on it right away. Um, the kitty that's back here behind me, Ralph, um, he was the one that took the longest. He was like, yeah, I'm not really sure I want to do this. So I think it took him about uh, 28 days, exactly. Oh, wow. And that's fast. That's fast. Yes. Wow. Yeah, he was most reluctant. Uh, I want to say I, I love that you brought up the mental aspect of this. Uh, I, it, it absolutely matters. I have a friend who has a cat who is very, um, he's easy, easily agitated and he's um, gets angry very quickly. And they started feeding him whole prey, but not the portion size whole prey. They started feeding him larger whole prey. So it actually takes him two or three meals. And believe it or not, it has had a great impact on his behavior. He's a lot calmer when he spends, you know, 10, 15 minutes working on this rabbit. To, yep. to break it down and eat it. It yep. does matter. Yeah, and it's interesting. Uh, more and more zoos have known this for a long time, that if cats yes. can't go through the act of hunting, a part of their soul becomes disrupted. They need to stalk. They need to obsess. They need to focus. They need to pounce. They need to shred. They need to use their claws. And those are all things that cats can do when you're offering them their evolutionary food source. It's helping owners get over the mental hump of offering their evolutionary food source because feeding something with a head on it is difficult <laughs> but little feet yeah little feet oh, yes lines. it makes it hard but um if if you have an animal if you have a kitty with a behavior problem that actually is something that more and more behaviorists are recommending that i could not agree with uh, more you tremendous improvement with behavior issues especially unsolvable behavior issues try offering whole prey it's it's a really nice behavior uh modifier that just kind of follows a cat's natural physiology all right the one of course that up there on the list as well is well dr becker you're you're the only veterinarian recommending this very strange way of feeding. You've got thousands and thousands and thousands of people, both on your website and your social media platforms. That has to be a recurrent theme. My veterinarian doesn't understand why I want to do this. Uh, what are your, do, what do you, how do you help people get over the, the veterinary issue? That's a, a sticky one and it's a difficult one because a lot of people do want to trust their vets. Um, and, and the vets are getting pressure from the American Veterinary Medical Association, from the CDC, and all, you know, all of these organizations saying, oh, my God, it's, it's scary, it's dangerous, don't do it. Uh, so they're getting that. And vets also see the worst of the raw feeding. Okay. They're seeing all of these people who are feeding just meat, and then the cats are very ill. Their, their bones are starting to snap and get brittle because they're not getting the calcium that they need or um, uh, they're not getting the organs that they need or whatever, they're feeding an unbalanced diet. And so the vets see that. So it, it, I do have to tell people, if your vet's giving you pushback, just don't tell him what you're feeding. Uh, really, that's what I tell yeah. him. And try to find a vet that will work with you, will understand what it is you're doing, and will at least respect your choice. Yeah. Um, my veterinarian, when I first started, when I first switched my cats, he was like, you're kidding, right? And I said, no, I've done the re and actually, way back when I first switched, there was almost nothing out there. There was Dr. Uh, Pearson's website, and pretty much that was it. And and I, I dug into it and researched it and talked to people for two years before I made the leap. 
And that's why I built catcentric.org so people could have all of that information right there and they wouldn't have to take all that time. But when I when I first made the switch, he 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 was resistant and then he saw the cats and he saw their change in their their behavior. It, they were all calmer, they were all friendlier, they were all more confident and the change in their body condition. They he said that they were the uh, uh, the friendliest and uh, best looking clouder he'd ever seen and he was so impressed that he was actually letting me put material in his uh, in his waiting room on his coffee table. Wow. Well, that's yeah. a very progressive vet. What I have found is many veterinarians are, we're not taught about raw foods in vet school, so the hesitation is they don't know anything about it. And what yeah. comes out of that is actually, you bring up a great point, a lot of vets don't even necessarily ask what you're feeding your cats, which is devastating, but that's oftentimes in veterinary medicine where we're at. We have vets that, you can go in for an annual exam several years in a row and the vet doesn't even ask what you're feeding. I do recommend um, that you're honest with your veterinarian, but that oftentimes brings up the conversation of you having to prompt your veterinarian. What's your issue with raw food? Most certainly the unbalanced part of it, all veterinarians do not advocate feeding an unbalanced raw food diet, nor do I because of the health issues. And I mean, the, the, nutri the nutritional deficiencies manifest quickly, six months um, in adult animals. So that's something, and with growing kittens manifest in weeks. So it's something that we, that we take very seriously. The next issue can be, you know, a health risk per se to owners in the house because raw meat, just like if you're cooking raw meat on the grill, um, you would want to wash those surfaces as not to create an environment where uh, potentially bad pathogenic bacteria is in your kitchen. If you are, if you are an omnivore by yourself, those raw meats are already in your home because you're preparing fresh meats, um, probably for your family or your cats at the same time. So sometimes just having a conversation with your vet as you did, you basically, you're in charge of helping his evolution through um, educating him, partnering with him, and kind of step-by-step step walking him down the path that you took when you transitioned your pets onto fresh food. It's sometimes a growth period for both you and your veterinarian, but asking your veterinarian to partner with you through this, I think, is a really a powerful way to help teach your veterinarian about fresh foods. Do you have people now on your... Would you say that the acceptance, Tracy, since you started your platform, I know initially... You got the same reaction I did when I started Mercola Healthy Pets nine years ago of, oh my gosh, here's a veterinarian recommending raw meat. Is, does she really have a license? Does she really know what she's doing? I'm sure that that was it initially, but I bet you're getting less of that now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the veterinarian side, it, it's it's very, very slow, but it is beginning to happen. On the uh, on the consumer side, with the cat owner side, it's pretty much exploding, which is yeah. an awesome thing to see. The resistance, I'll... Uh, in the Cat Center uh, web uh, Facebook group, of course, we're all about it. People come to that group to get that information. Sometimes I'll go out to these other groups that are on there, and I'll just start answering questions to people with urinary tract uh, infections or uh, diabetes or IBD or chronic vomiting and diarrhea. They're having a problem, and I'll recommend this food. And once upon a time, when I recommended fresh food, their, their revolt <laughs> that I would uh, be sub, uh, subject to after posting that was insane. It was just comment after comment, just telling me I've lost my mind. But now there are people who actually agree and there are people, people are more willing to, to think about it and they, they get the concept a little better today. It's wonderful. And Tracy, are those Absolutely. some of those, are those some of those conditions, IBD, cystitis, FUS, F, you know, feline urinary tract disease. What are some of the other physical conditions that you've seen fresh food be beneficial for when it comes to felines? 
How much time do you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably everything, everything. It, it really does. It even affects their coat condition, and it happens very quickly. It, um, feeding whatever you, diet that you're feeding your cat, it changes the composition of their saliva. It changes the the bacteria that's in their their uh, digestive tract, and then it, it goes out from there, and it changes just pretty much everything. It makes them feel better, so they're they're happier, they're friendlier, and of course they're they're um, uh, healthier yeah. overall. So they have more energy. It's just an amazing transformation. When I made the change from canned to to raw, I have six cats, and they they I'm very lucky. They made the leak all of them pretty pretty quickly right off the bat. In fact, well I won't go into all the detail, but it was it was faster than I was comfortable with. Um, but they were eating the best canned that was on the market at the time, and they were eating a rotation of like I want to say twelve different options, and they were all the, the highest quality like wellness and and um, nature's menu and stuff like that i did not actually expect to see a whole lot of change when i put them on there and the, the difference i saw was literally mind-blowing Mm-hmm. And mostly and, in their energy level. Exactly. And and then there's this thing that happens that I think unless you've been through it, it's hard to explain where there is this body composition where they get firmer, their skin turgers better, the muscle tone improves, they get shinier, yes. the shedding is reduced, but they, they turn into almost little muscle machines, right? They, they lose their soft Absolutely. pudgy appearance. And it is really, unless you've been through that, it, it's hard to explain. But I would agree with you, having transitioned thousands of kitties from a species inappropriate diet or biologically inappropriate diet to fresh food diet, everything from heart disease, kidney disease, you know, age-related issues like obesity, stiffness, arthritis all improve. But I would say IBD, the whole, you know, there's actually a veterinarian in Chicago that will tell people that it's normal for cats to barf because that's, uh, that's how rampant GI issues are with kitties. Kitties have a lot of inflammatory bowel disease-like symptoms. And I think for me, the most notable improvement is those GI symptoms. That, that yes. Yeah. You know, um, when people think of cats and they think about bringing a cat into their home, they, they, throwing up hairballs goes along with it. I mean, it's, it's part of owning a cat in everybody's mind. And that to me is heartbreaking because it is no more natural for a cat to throw up than it is for us to throw up. Yeah. If they're throwing up two or three times, uh, two or more hairballs a month, th- there's, a, there's an issue mm-hmm. going on. And f- switching them to fresh food will clear that up nine times out of 10. Yeah, it's great. Really great advice. So Tracy, where do people, if people wanted to learn more about um, all this amazing, free, great information you're providing, where do people go? So you can go to catcentric.org, of course. Uh, everything you need pretty much to feed a fresh food diet is there. I have charts, I have diagrams, I have guidelines, I have cheat sheets, I have I have a raw feeding cat food pyramid, which I think is the only one out there, and I'm kind of proud of that one. Um, and there's also information out there on behavior and general care. Um, if you want real-time assistance, like what during a transition itself, you can go to the Facebook group of several wonderfully knowledgeable and compassionate admins who will be happy to help you. And the group also has a special set of um, volunteers we call subject matter experts, people who can, if you're looking for canned food, they could recommend the best canned food. I know nothing about, or I know very little about the commercial side because my focus is on fresh food. They can help you with a canned product. Um, There's an IBD specialist and a couple others. So when their area of expertise pops up, we tag them to handle the questions. If you can't get answers you need from either of those resources, however, or you're having a tough behavior problem that you can't seem to solve, you can reach me on my commercial website. It's called catcentricconsulting.com, and we can set up a one-to-one consult. Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, just endless 
Great information, Tracy. I appreciate your commitment to improving feline health. I appreciate your commitment to fresh feeding species appropriate diets because there's very, very few sites out there um, pertaining to cats, as you know. Uh, kitties yeah. <laughs> just always get ignored, don't they? Where, Absolutely. Yeah, they do. But, you know, a Cat Week is improving on that, and websites like yours bring feline-related issues, particularly pertaining to nutrition in cats, front and center. And I can't appreciate what you do anymore, and I can't be thankful that you've jo- any more thankful that you've joined us to participate in celebrating all things cats. Thank you so much, Tracy. And thank you, Dr. Becker. I appreciate that you brought me on here.